Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott, and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at, at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Our Portuguese Table. I'm Angela, and hey. hi, Maria. <laughs> hi, hi, Angela. How are you, honey? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's funny. I feel like every time we're recording one of these, we're saying, oh, my God, it's been forever. And our listeners really don't know the difference because they have no idea how often we talk to each other. But no. <laughs> it's kind of funny how we go these long, like... <laughs> Bouts of not talking to each well, other. It's true. I mean, we also, I mean, we're going to do another separate podcast on uh, how our Just, summer went, but a lot <laughs> has happened during the summer. A lot, a lot has happened. So, yeah. what we did is, and we'll tell you about that after, but you all know that Angela was expecting at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and it, she's had her baby, yeah. which uh, is amazing. So, we're going to talk about that in another episode. But right. It's true because it, we recorded a lot of stuff in the beginning of the year, the year uh-huh. because we knew you were going to go on maternity leave. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. So we have so much to cut to catch up on. But what I'm really excited about today is that last year we wanted to interview this special lady, and she was just too too busy for us. Way too busy. <laughs> and, and I get it. I get it because I follow the store. I follow it on Instagram. I follow it on Facebook. I love everything they yes. have there, and I kind of oh. like I drool over everything and mm-hmm. wish that I lived <laughs> around the corner because I think I'd be one of your best customers. So oh. I'm like so excited, so excited, so excited that she finally had uh, a little bit of time to kind of like squeeze us in in between all of the other things. So welcome. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like going along, like going ahead. But I mean, I really am. I'm very excited. Yeah. So Nancy Fernandes, who, or Fernandes, if you will, owner yes. of Saudade <laughs> Toronto, which is a store. If you haven't seen it yet, listeners, let me just tell you, <laughs> you need to go on Facebook and on the website and you're going to want to like throw away every dish you have, every oh my God, yeah. you have and just buy everything new because yeah. holy crap, Aww. it's so nice. Really. I mean, you've done, I can't That's wait so to hear kind. about, I just, I, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing like your story and how you put it all together because you know, like we go to Portugal and go into some of these stores and like, Oh God, I want to buy everything. And, but it literally is true. Like I'm looking at all these pictures of your store and I'm like, uh, do I have $3,000 to drop on a store? Because I'm gonna <laughs> buy everything, right? So, so Nancy, let's uh, paint the picture for our listeners. Like how did, where are you from? How did you get started? Yeah. Who, who is Nancy? Um, <laughs> know who is Nancy? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me and congratulations, Angela. Thank you. (laughs) Having a child is incredible and also the hardest job in the world. (laughs) So congratulations. Thank you. So for me, oh my goodness, it's so layered. It's so layered. The reason I might have been really busy last year, I'm a high school teacher and uh, I was doing that. This is like your hobby. (laughs) <laughs> That's nice. No, oh my no? gosh. Okay. So I'm, no. I'm, I'm at, pre- 
at the moment on an unpaid leave this year. And the reason I br- I, I'm bringing that up is because, well, actually, the story goes way back. The story goes, my, my parents uh, met in Toronto, and my dad's from Niu. He's from a small, beautiful town called Garth, which is near Povedlinozu. And a lot of my uncles live in Guimarães, a few family members in Braga, in Porto. And my mom is from Baixo Lentejo. So I spent all my summers, like a lot of other um, children from immigrants, going to Portugal for the for the summer. And I would, you know, luckily, because my parents were from extreme ends, I would go one month to the south. We would travel mm-hmm. through Portugal, you know, uh, and back then there weren't any highways and to go and see my family in Minho and, you know, make the trek back. And as a result, I, I was able to see a lot of Portugal at a very young age and see the beauty. And my mom, who's always had impeccable style, would go to every market, every factory. And so design has always been a part of my life. So then here I am as a teacher and I love my job and I, I, I teach at a high school and I was extremely, um, 20 years, it was 20, coming up to 20 years and I was Every time a student, there was, I was in guidance, part guidance. Every time a student would sit down, they would say, Miss, I think I want to study interior design. And all of a sudden, I'd be like, oh, maybe I can study interior design. <laughs> yeah. So I knew at some point that I, you know, I had another, another desire to do. Mm-hmm. I, I had another, you know, we all do. We're all so, you know, there, so much makes up each one of us. And there's so many things that each human being is given the opportunity, you know, so many wants and needs and desires so we have many layers yes exactly many many layers so so that was towards the end but you know so throughout my decades the different decades everything when I was in university people would stop me friends in in my class and would be like where'd you get your bag where'd you get your shoes and I would be like Portugal Portugal and sometimes people would be like oh where's that and I'd be like really (laughs) because I'm like (laughs) Oh my goodness. And, but I realized, you know, other, like France and Italy, all these other amazing, incredible places, their products were being promoted and people were aware of visiting these other, you know, countries and cities within these countries. And there were some throughout the world, which there still are, where, you know, people weren't very familiar with. So I was, and when I bought my first place, you know, friends would come over and be like, where, you know, where is your rug from? Where are your dishes from? And I'd always be like, Portugal, Portugal. And I always, you know, wanted people to showcase the beauty and the talent that existed in this beautiful little country that's so diverse from the north to the south to São Miguel to Graciosa to, you know, Madeira. So it started with quite a few years ago with a group of friends and I approached you know, two of my best friends and said, hey, what do you guys think about this idea? And, you know, at first at that time in our lives, we were all had our full time jobs and the timing wasn't right. And eventually, um, you know, I would walk the streets of Toronto and I would always look at for rent. And I always had this dream to showcase these artisans and the beauty. And I wanted people to see, you know, Portugal all the talent it has and eventually I saw a for rent size sign and I called and it was the first time that the rent that was told back to me I thought oh <laughs> this may be possible and it was in little Portugal in Toronto in you know an incredible neighborhood that um you know has a lot of character and ha- and ha- and it is gentrifying but it still holds 
a lot of the core, you know, of the Portuguese first businesses, and it's very demographically well represented. So it, things just the stars aligned. And you know, I, I am owner, and so is I, my best friend, who I met in high school, Fatima Santos, who's from Graciosa. And so it's been over three years, and it's been a lot of fun. Wow, it's been three years already. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's been wow. three, it's going awesome. on three and a half. <laughs> wow, and you know, I, I'm listening to all this, and I, you can't see, but I have a huge smile on my face. I am so, so happy that you've ah. done what, you've, what you're doing, because being Portuguese is something that, I mean, I know the three of us list, talking here and, and our listeners, you know, being Portuguese whether we're first or, or second generation, being just being Portuguese, gosh darn it, is really something that is very special. Yeah. And yep. we know it. We know that feeling of who we are and how special that is. And you're so right. We are so talented. There is so much artistic talent within us and within our community. Uh, and for us to be yes. able to showcase all of that talent is by also promoting who we are. And that is being Portuguese mm-hmm. and it goes hand in hand. And I yep. think you'll be in little Portugal, uh, which I happened to be there a couple of years ago. And was it, no, it was over three years ago that I was there. Wow. It's time for me to go back again. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, really, I really loved Toronto. I loved Toronto. And I, when I was in little Portugal, I really, I, I felt like I was like, of course I felt like I was at home because everything uh-huh. was there and everything was really, and the people that were just amazing and fantastic. And I loved yeah. everything about it. Thank you. So I think that's the, the absolute best area to have it in. Yes. Yes. It was definitely important. To, like I felt really lucky when, we were able to find the space we did and to be, I mean, it, yeah, you know, even though very we, serendipitous. yeah, it was, it, it was, like I said, it was, it was the right feeling. And, you know, I, I mean, I knew nothing about opening a business. I knew nothing about <laughs> importing. So it was a definite, um, it's been, I've learned a lot, <laughs> which is yeah. incredible because, you know, it's kept me a lot, like alive, meaning, learning, I think is always the greatest way to keep your life exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's done that like, and and the people I've met, the people that within the Portuguese community, the stories I've heard, um, I even get emotional, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We do too. So it's okay. (laughs) So, you know, like, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm I cut you off. You know, I'm Canadian when I'm I'm going to apologize and say sorry a few more times. (laughs) I remember this, you know, to see, you know, elderly men come in and stop where we have our wooden toys and tell me stories or get all teary eyed and tell me stories of their youth, of their childhood, or, you know, ladies in their 80s who come in to buy um, Ben Amor, uh, the face cream and the lotion. And I remember the first day I opened this lady crossed from the bakery, came in and she looked she left and I went, I initially went up to her and said, hi, can I help you? And then she left. And then within 15 minutes, she walked in with a group of her friends, you know, all in the same age uh, group. And in her purse, she took out 
um, a Benamor tube. And she said to me, she goes, I left Lisbon 50 years ago. And this was the last time I used this on my face. She goes, thank you, right, for bringing this here, right? And it's those stories that are... How awesome is that? How awesome is that? I think that is just fantastic. And you know, I, and I, how can I explain it? You know how, when we grow up, we grow up and, you know, we have our, we're surrounded by it all. We grow up in it. We're immersed in the whole thing. And there are some people who live in it and are like, "Eh, I don't want anything to do with this when they're growing up. And, um, right, right. You know, and they see the Portuguese stores and they're like, Ugh, I have it at home. I don't want any of that right, stuff, right. you know, whatever. And then, you know, you're, you're, you start losing people or you start, you get older. Let's put it this way. You get wiser and you get older and, and you realize all of those things that uh, surrounded you that you miss or that brings right. back amazing memories of your childhood. For me, when I see, um, Montage. That to me means, oh my God, anytime I, I, I still have my mantra that was on uh, my head when I was little. I have that. Mm-hmm. And I have my parents' mantra. And my sisters wanted nothing to do with it. Even to this day, they're like, I really don't care about that. You can have it. <laughs> but for me, I see more than just that was a bedspread that was our blanket that was on my bed. I see that as right. a work of art. I see that as a work of art. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, yes, the, yes. the other thing I think that's great about what you're doing, Nancy, too, and, and I think, you know, other stores and other um, people that sell things online, there are those traditional things that, you know, bring back those memories. But then to those people who maybe are like, oh, I don't like that. My grandmother had that. It's not really my style. But you are <laughs> showcasing the modern side and the different side of Portugal, which is just as beautiful and creative and also has very much the feeling of Portugal, which is, it's amazing to me how that can be, right? How it can be modern, but still reflect the character of the country. You know what I mean? That's right. Yes. The pieces pieces are, whether it's a, it's dishes, whether it's a handbag, whether it's linens, all the different things that you're carrying are just so so beautiful beautifully done so i'm curious first how do you do your buying right like do you do you you know have to go to portugal darn it <laughs> and and do the, the, you know scouting for for new things do people contact you and say hey i'd like to sell my stuff in your store and then you mentioned learning about importing uh, things like that how do you get around in not charging exorbitant amounts for things? Because I think, you know, out here in California, that is a big challenge for us because we're so far from Portugal that we start to import stuff, the taxes, the shipping. And by the time you get it here and then mark it up for retail so that you're actually making a profit, things are so expensive that people are like, I'm not paying that. Right. So I'd love, <laughs> right, to know, right. I'd love to know how you do your buying. And then also like, how have you gotten around the whole pricing thing? Everything is the buying has started years and years of, like I said, of always just loving design following, like I study design magazines, like sometimes they, they should have been my textbooks uh, where, you know, and I, anytime in LUK decor, or if it's, you know, Vogue Italia, I, I see a Portuguese name mentioned, you know, and I would like, <laughs> and just right go go through that but I, I i i've been very 
I love to travel. I've had been very fortunate that I've had opportunity to travel a lot. I I went to live in Japan. I lived in Japan for two years. I traveled a lot. And and through my travels, I came across a lot of Portuguese products. And constantly going back to Portugal and having this passion for design, I would show up at like talks or I would see, you know, an article or I would go to a market or I'd go to and so every single product we carry, we have met the person who makes it. From oh, I love that. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, we have met, like we we import, we have a relationship with them. So when it comes to, I mean, it's a lot, finding and buying, you know, I as I've learned, it's a lot of research. It's like putting your research skills to the test and it's, uh, and it's groundwork. It's, I do go to Portugal now uh, probably twice a year for sure. Uh, I have gone three times a year because it, there are different seasons and it's so hard, right? It's so hard for me. It's um, important that I see the process. It's important that I meet a lot of the stories that I've learned, a lot of the, the up and coming artists, a lot of the traditional places like Portugal Pinheiro that, you know, has been since the late 1800s. For me, even today, the process is still important. I still want to know that the respect they're respecting tradition, they're respecting humans, and that they're respecting, you know, Portugal has always been rich in production and how they make products. Like I once read an article where they stated that a lot of the design houses go to Portugal to get like quality stitching done to get, you know, because yeah. the skill set is high. So you don't, you don't find, at least it's not what we're interested in. I don't find mass production. I find kind of boutique production in Portugal. So that's been a lot of, you know, through my years of traveling, through my years of going back home, now, you know, just getting into a train or getting into a car and hitting a town and having conversations, which is also the beauty for me because it, it's the, the stories are important. The stories of the collaborations between generations. And and Portugal in 2007, you know, was hit very you know, hard financially, economically. So the stories that have come out of that, the resilience, the, the meeting of you know, a 20-year-old with a 70-year-old and the creation of that new product has been phenomenal and really awe-inspiring. So that's been you know, a, a large part. For me, that, that connection, making sure a product is being done really well, uh, seeing that, and, and it's, you know, following, yeah, I, I, I still buy, you know, five magazines a month. I still, <laughs> you know, everywhere I travel, I go and make sure, you know, I, I visit and I look for colors and I look for, you know, things that may be, you know, up and coming, but, you know, I, it's really about quality. It's really about relationship and it's really about, you know, doing your groundwork. So that's, uh, that's been, so incredible because of the relationships that we formed. It's been really beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I mean, I'm going to keep saying this, but for those that, and I know Angela said the same thing, if you haven't seen Sudad Toronto, Toronto's um, Facebook page, uh, their Instagram pages, you need to do that. Uh, thank you. Thank because you. It's, it's just beautiful. And it really is that Sudad. You know, you're, it's that absolute thing of looking and going that sigh of oh oh yeah 
That's so <laughs> you know, and, and and it's true. It's absolutely true. And what you're doing is incredible. I I, I just I love everything about it. And um, thank you. And the thing is, is it's about appreciating um, not only loving who we are and where we come from, but also appreciating it also. And yes, the the beauty in a lot of things that is made by hand. And the love that goes into it. And again, we have amazing talent. I I can honestly say, and now of course I, I go to the Azores all the time. And I especially go to San Miguel all the time. <laughs> so beautiful. It so is beautiful. beautiful. It is beautiful. And um, oh, it's incredible. And, and those cases are very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They're very good. Oh my god. Everything Yes, I've been there a couple of times this summer um, for weddings and uh, with family, and I love going back. But every time I go back, I there are these little mom and pop shops that are yes. in these small little villages that people yeah. have no yeah. idea about them. So that's right. And there is this one lady that I definitely have to give you her name and her number and all of that stuff because yes, please, because she is a one woman shop uh, with her husband helping her. uh, But it's her, it's her shop. And she has a granddaughter that helps her and so forth. And she actually grows her own linen. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. She has, she grows her own linen. So when the first time I met her, uh, I'm like, oh my God, she's the most adorable little thing. And so of course I see all the stuff that she's making. And of course she wants to show me more. And then, um, you know, and then every time I go back, I back and I say hello to her and I, and I buy more of her stuff. And cause it's just, it's incredible what she does. And then one day she says, do you want to, want me to show you what I do? And I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) And it's, you know, showing me these plants that I have here. This is linen. And this is the, the process that I do to get it. And then she, you know has weaving she's weaving with her linen that she grew it's it's just oh. it, it, it's amazing so I will definitely it's, make sure you have her yes please her. yes 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 I yeah. I as you were saying that story I just also realized that I didn't uh talk about the cost and the pricing um of importing mm-hmm. and one thing I I um bottom uh, that was important for me and it's still important for me is that it is going like products that are made well or being handmade hand woven hand painted you know are respecting process environment those things you need to value them and so importing is expensive you know um, especially to Mm -hmm. North America coming from Lisbon and I even discover or Porto or whichever port we leave from and I've discovered recently, I had a friend who uh, was living in Lisbon. He's from Australia. And he is thinking of doing the same concept in Australia. So he's been asking a lot of questions. And he said, you know, can you find out how much it would be one of your loads to Australia and see what the cost would be? And it was half the cost. <laughs> that coming oh my gosh. And he his way further. 
so you find out about agreements between countries and you find out all like the trades, the water laws and costs and importing. And so in the end, all that affects where you might buy something in Portugal for 10 euros, which is, you know, Canadian dollars, maybe 16. Here, you're going to pay probably near 30 because you do have transport mm-hmm. and you do have duties. Yeah. And all that, what I've realized is that we also need to value, the, you know, value the process and value Portugal. Because if, you know, throughout the years, how other countries have marketed their uh, products have given them a reputation of quality. So someone might spend $500 on a chair from Italy, but why aren't our products worth that as well? Right. The value, that's a great point. Right? That's a really and, great and point. And that's what mm-hmm. was important. Mm-hmm. As I taught at my students, and I, I feel, always feel like a, a very lucky teacher because my classroom is usually the world, everyone from everywhere. And I wanted, like, I wanted my Portuguese students. The one thing they, they kept bringing up was like, well, you know, I love going there, but it's, again, an understanding that to the pride of being proud and, and not, and pride does not mean like you're arrogant or you're, but knowing that these products are valuable, like what you see there, your, you know, your grandmother's um, ceramic piece or the young artist, they should be valued the same way any other product from France or Italy or, you know, Brazil. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a mind shift. And it was also one thing that I has given me a lot of joy is that the design community in Canada has embraced the Portuguese products. So the media has that's been great. very kind to us. Even uh, in the States, the media, we were in Washington Post, we were in Good Housekeeping. All that has kind of given people that may have not known about Portugal and their design talent, given kind of uh, validated. So that starts to, you know, allow for certain pieces because you're right. Otherwise, you can't walk in because sometimes I would see the final price and my stomach would turn because I'd be like, I don't want anyone thinking I'm ripping them off. Like I I just have to pay, you know, and I'm like, but I can't bring this product in and sell it if it's not this price, because I have to pay this and I have to pay that. And so it got to a point where I realized I have to, I have to believe in the product and it has to become validated in mainstream for people then to start realizing that the price is actually quite fair and it, and we should still actually expect it to be higher <laughs> in North America, right? Of course there, you can get it at a certain value, but once you put all the other, you know, the, the structure of importing all those prices, then you have to expect, and, and it should be okay. It should be because I feel that product should be actually worth more in a way because of all the mm-hmm. love that goes and the skill. So that was, that's how, you know, we really try to keep prices fair. We're in this for, you know, we really wanted to showcase and layers, right? I wanted my students, I wanted my Portuguese, the youth of, of Toronto that are Portuguese that may be now second, third generation to feel proud that, you know, their roots are incredible. And I wanted, you know, everyone like the elderly to feel proud. And I wanted my Canadian friends and I wanted my friends in the States to know, to 
to value the the product just like they valued every other ethnicity. So that was, you know, that was mm-hmm. part of our story. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because I for, I know I forgot to answer that question. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I think it's it's a great point that you make because, I mean, I don't know about the community in, in Canada, but for better or for worse, we're a very frugal community out here, okay. you know, <laughs> yeah. least, you know? <laughs> and I, you know, and, and so it's like, you know, we're always looking to, to, you know, get the best deal and even, you know, rest like Portuguese restaurants that are, that are a little on the high end, you know, there's a segment of the community that, that's going to balk it. Oh my God, they're going to charge me how much for this dish. And it's not, and, you know, my, my grandmother can make it better right, right. or my wife can make it better. But then, but then you have the other side of the community, maybe it's the younger generations or maybe it's the, you know, people who are, uh, have maybe been here longer. I don't know. And I, and I hope I'm not offending anybody, but you've got another segment that they'll go to a, a Michelin starred restaurant that's not Portuguese and have no problem. So why wouldn't you go to a Michelin starred uh, restaurant that is Portuguese and pay the same amount? Why would you expect it to be any right, less? It should be the same. Yeah. Standard, right? Quality. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the point that you're making. It's And it's kind of like, okay, well, if we're going to pay, you know, $300 for a pair of uh, Manolo, Manolo Blahniks, then, you know, why don't we pay for three hundred dollars for a pair of Josefinas, right? <laughs> yes, yes, um, <laughs> that's the, right. Shoe brand out of, out of Porto, right? That's right. And and if you and if you see the shoes by, and I just bring up Josefinas, the first shoe brand out of Portugal that I can think of. Yeah, they're beautiful shoes. Yeah, and they really are. Yes. And so, so and it's not for everybody, you know. And and even for me, like there are some things I'm willing to pay for. That's right. You know, a little high higher end. And there's some things that I'm not, right? That's right. Uh, sunglasses is one of them. That's right. I, I ruin sunglasses <laughs> all the time. So I buy them at the grocery store. <laughs> I don't pay $500 for gro- for sunglasses because if I ruin mm. them, I don't miss about that's, it. If I don't, yeah, oh, that's, that's right. And, and it, yep, that's right. And, and that's something at our shop that we've actually worked really hard is to have all different price points because we know, you know, certain things are brands. And, you know, they're already sometimes I we'll look at the online shop of the brand in Portugal. And we're actually, I've had people order stuff from our shop from Portugal because our price was less because they realized it's Canadian dollars. And, you know, and they were like, no, you know, oh. and because there's certain brands, because I know that no one knew, no, like it doesn't matter if it's, if it's Manolo, if no one knows that they are like, if no one recognizes the brand, the value you, you have to sometimes, you know, uh, or we felt we had to sometimes, you know, lower our margins in order to be able to mm-hmm. promote and have someone buy it and be like, oh, my God, this is so quality. Come back with a friend. And then the brand name starts to grow. And and that's what happened when we first opened. A lot of the brands, a lot of our um, a lot of our clients, a lot of our friends, the first people that walked in, they didn't know they existed. So in a way, we did have to, you know, um, make sure that the brand started to get out there and that that's when you know the design magazine started talking about certain certain pieces that we carried and that obviously starts to give again the brand validation the quality and you start to realize like oh my god goodness this uh, $185 blanket wool merino is probably $400 in most other places the same quality that's right right the same quality yeah absolutely so that you know so yeah. So yeah. So and but then we, we knew that we wanted all prices represented. So we work really hard at that, right? Bringing in chocolate, bringing in pieces that we know you know uh, you could buy a plate for 
you know, $10 bid, then you can buy a plate for $25 and you can buy one for $35. It's up to you now to choose, right? But we choice is important for us. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny you were saying so, that because with uh, when it comes to the, uh, again, the blankets and all of that other stuff and, and what products we have, you know, sometimes we forget we need to keep educating. We need yes. to educating our um our surroundings, whoever that's around us, we need to keep educating people because I think uh, people go, ah, oh, made in Portugal, uh, whatever, you know, oh yeah, yeah, before I had something like that, oh, whatever, really, <laughs> you know, right. do you understand all the, how, the beauty and the intricate and all of this stuff? I mean, linens, I, well, I, yes. I, I love Portuguese linens. Our linens are absolutely the most beautiful, softest linens there. Oh. Hands down. Yes. Hands yes. down. I don't care who you are. You can tell me your sheets are better than, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, so, but and, yes. And the way that you were talking before about the craftsmen, you know, it's looking at a uh, something the way that it's put together and how many stitches it took to put it together. So if you look That's at something, right. and it's these large, big stitches that are going on there, that's made quickly, fast, no care. But if you look at something, and those stitches are really small, oh, that took more time, that took more energy, that took more love. It is, yes. it's all in the quality of how things are made. And sometimes we underprice our stuff. That's right. That's right. It, right. Undervalued. Yeah. The, the skill that it's really difficult. Like even pottery, you know, I sat at a, at a, at one of, of our, the people who makes pottery for us and at the wheel. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this person a day throws 200 pieces to 300 yeah. pieces by himself. Wow. And I could not get, I mean, obviously I have no skill, but I can't like how difficult the precision, like when I was in São Miguel going to uh, Ceramica Vieira, like the precision of detail, the painting, all that is, you know, even though, like you said, like both of you have said, it may have, you know, just because we're, we're, we are aware of it and we're accustomed to it does not mean it's not difficult to make, right? Because we see it in our grandparents or our parents' home. It's, it's that it was a lot of love and a lot of, yeah, care and labor that went into this piece and respect. So that's valuable. That's a lot of value. Absolutely. Fortunately or unfortunately, I think we literally could have like a five hour podcast and (laughs) and then have to have like a second one for another five hours. But I just, I have one more question and then we got to get to some of the food stuff, right? So I'm curious, what have been some of the more popular items? Is it like the soaps, the dishes, the, uh, because you carry a variety of home goods. Yeah, it's it's really a, a very diverse group. It could go, it depends on price points. So in different price points, like our soaps, are, you know, there a lot of the um, brands we carry are from the late 1800s, still using the same packaging. They're still being milled, and ingredients are used are beautiful that are being used. I mean, if a company's been around since 1925, or then you know something's right, and they're doing something you know good. So the soaps, our blankets, our rugs, 
our um, our pottery, and it depends on price points, like pottery or Casa Cubista. Then there's Vistaleg, and then there's Burdalu. Like Burdalu this summer are the cabbage plates and the cabbage bowls have been within the tw- late twenty year olds, early thirty year old demographics. Not only Portuguese, actually mostly not the biggest wedding gift wow. that has left our shop. So mm. incredible. So again, like from uh, our sardines, our canned sardines to our olive oil to Anna Westerlin ceramic pieces. So all the unique like pieces that are being made. So it's a very diverse, like I- I'm thinking of our top that sell like daily that we, you know, uh, that are, you know, high, uh, but everything, like everything is, yeah, in every category, there's a, a product. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and price okay. point. Yeah. Very, very cool. So you, so you mentioned that you sell canned sardines. So you do have a couple of non-perishable items. Yes, we do. Items. We do. And is that based on, you know, your personal preference? Cause you love canned sardines. <laughs> or? You know what I loved? I loved the artwork on canned sardines. I love and the, the um, packaging. You know, yes. It is beautiful. The packaging is really it's nice. Hard, yes, I do I love, I love food. So I love the canned octopus, the, all the canned. Is they're easy to take to work? easy to open put on a piece of bread <laughs> you get your vitamins you get yes. your omegas we're good <laughs> so a lot of the products I mean, awesome where our shop is small so we have very limited space so i again a bit at the beginning stages what was important was to showcase a variety i wanted i wanted a lifestyle shop where it wasn't just one like a ceramic or a kitchen store or was it only an apothecary i wanted Portugal to be represented and so we have a bit of everything jewelry we have handbags but also for me it was important to represent Portugal to represent every aspect from the north to the south to the small town to you know the islands for me it was I wanted people to walk in and say do you carry something from Pico and I'd be like yes <laughs> do you carry <laughs> something from Alentejo and I want to say yes and that doesn't happen all the time because we have to bring in new collections Every month, you know, we bring in a new artist because to have, you know, new product. So it, sometimes, you know, people be like, oh, I come from this part. They have this amazing stuff. And I'll be like, oh, we had this here three months ago. But, you know, it sold out. People loved it. And then eventually we bring it back. So for us, that was important. The representation. I, I, I believe in equity and social justice is one of my other passions. And so for me, it's important that everyone feels represented and feels that they should be proud from where they are. Like no one place, not a city is not better than a town. The North is not better than the South, you know, that kind of stuff. Like everyone should be proud. I, amen, amen sister. is right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. And I, so that needed to be represented in the shop for me. Good for you. That That's is. awesome. All right. So, so again, if you have listeners, if you haven't gone to Facebook and looked up Saudade Toronto, yeah, what the heck are you waiting for? Get in there. Also, and then go to the (laughs) go to the website as well. So, this is you know this podcast started out as a food podcast, so we have to ask you some some food questions. Yes. So, some of the ones we start out with are like, do you have a first food memory from when you were a child, and you know one of the first foods that you're that you remember eating. It doesn't have to be Portuguese, but if it is, that's all the better. Uh, oh, I, I do. I do. And it's it's vivid. Um, my mom used to make a sorda. 
for me oh. as a child. Uh, and because she's from Olentejo, and I remember I, I, I loved it, and not many, anyone else in my family loved it at the time. I love <laughs> I, yeah, I love, and so, and to this day, when I go to my mom's town, Santa Lucia, in Alentejo, Baixo Alentejo, my aunt, all, you know, my cousins, my, they will always make my favorite dishes, and it's like a sort of that is waiting for me, and migas, which is the bread, uh, when they make, uh, oh, migas, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I love, so that's my first memory, is there too, of my mom making me, it was like a comfort food, it was like, it, it was always like, now, what you know, type I knew of she was because there's all different types of assorta. Actually, you know what there are, and I love them all. But the one that she used to make was just a very simple one, like with the I like you know just the bread, the coriander, the egg, and maybe some uh, codfish, maybe back then. I don't know. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could have codfish. Yeah. yeah, oh nice. Yeah, so maybe I think yeah, it was very simple. Mm. You know, it was that soups, you know, uh, that bread soup. But I remember just it also. What I, I think the reason this is my first memory and I, I see my like uh, sitting in the kitchen was also because it was also a time that my mom seemed so at uh, calm and at peace, right? Because I can't imagine mm-hmm. immigration is the hardest thing. When I went to live in Japan, mm-hmm. once I was uh, on a train, um, I, I arrived in Japan to a good job. And, but I couldn't speak the language. I couldn't take out money from an ATM. And I remember for the first time being on a train oh, going from Kyoto to Osaka. And I just cried uncontrollably because I thought of my mom at 25, arriving here, not knowing anyone, not speaking English. And I just thought of all the times that she must have been the fear and, you know, how hard, mm-hmm. like what she had to like, endure. And so the sort of reminds me of a time where she used to be sing and she would be calm and it was it's like it, it was her refuge right going back to her her town cooking yeah. her food yeah you know and it was yeah and I, as a child that's what I remember she was the happiest when she made those dishes nice mm. that's, that's really sweet memory. do you have so beyond so that's your first food memory yes. but then does she do you have like a favorite dish that she would make like if you go, uh, I don't know, is your mom still alive? Yes, yes, she is, thankfully, yes. So, so when you have her, mom, can you make me this? I'm really missing this. Do you have like a favorite dish that she makes oh you? Oh my God, everything, because I'm a horrible cook. I, I don't want to admit to that. <laughs> <laughs> I am, and she, everything. From And my dad's a great cook too. So from can porcalin jana to seafood rice to the octopus mm. to, uh, oh my gosh, I, I love it all. I'm always like, please invite me over, invite me (laughs) 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 or come. Yeah. And if, you know, she'll come and drop off dishes for my kids and I, but those like, I love, I love, uh, I love, I love, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I love every, I don't think I've ever tried a Portuguese dish that I didn't like. Yes. And I, yeah, I can say so that, even yeah. like dobrada. Yeah, well, dobrada. Yes, I, okay. So dobrada has, has a story because <laughs> I loved dobrada as a kid, loved it. And then you know that food you eat right before you get the flu, and then oh, all of a sudden you are in yeah. bed for Yeah, and then after that, so that happened with dobrada. My parents were having a, a dinner party. They had made feijoada with dobrada and that I loved it. So I remember sitting, eating, and that night I, I had a major fever. 
had the flu and I have not loved it as much since. But not the feijoada is still fine, the dobrada not as much, but I, I do eat it. But it was that memory that kind of ruined it for me for a while. Right. So there's like nothing, there's no Portuguese food or anything that you've like, ugh, I don't, I don't like that. Or I, I could, you know, I'm sure I'll order something if else. If you asked me this in my 20s, I would have given you different answers. <laughs> now, no. I, now I love, I love, there really isn't there. I can't think I'm going like in my head right now. I'm going through and I'm like, no, there hasn't been. I love food and I love food. I find that. You know, no matter where you're from, food, it, um, I mean, this is also globally. I love other, like, I love, you know, Japanese food. I love Malaysian food. I love Mexican food. So I love food. But I, in Portugal, I find that it's also very made with the really simple ingredients. It's really, yeah. you know, it's fresh. It's this, you know, the taste is incredible. Like, yeah, from mussels to clams to barnacle. Like, I like lapage. I love it all. <laughs> I mm-hmm. do. <laughs> Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you said that you're, you said that you're not a great cook, No. but do you, do you try, have you tried to make anything Portuguese and like, I don't know, maybe there's that one dish that you actually can make. Ah, or do you just, uh, I do, don't even try. Yeah, you know what? I like, I, I can make, I, I'll make called verde, which I love. I'll make my mom, you know, I've gone mm-hmm. through, I, you know, friends come over. I, I've tried, I've tried. Yeah. I've tried, you know, do them in, like the bacalhau in the oven. I've tried to make seafood rice. Well, it wasn't as liquidy as it should have been, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> I do try. I, I do try. It's just, yeah, I think I, I just get too, I get nervous. I, I It's a, actually a goal of mine to be able to cook Portuguese well, because I would not want my kids not to have it in, in their lives and not to have stories. Mm-hmm. that they can pass on about yeah. you know Portuguese cuisine so it is definitely like I I, I do try oh no how many children do you have Nancy I have two I have an 11 year old daughter Mia and I have an eight-year-old son Max so now they eat at Vavaz and yes um, and we're so happy <laughs> we, yeah we I'm always like say thank you in Portuguese because <laughs> my mom will be like ah they try <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, they, we, they, we are so lucky that, and, and like I said, my dad's also a great cook, so both of them, you know, I'm always like, we are so lucky, we have to say thank you a lot <laughs> when yes. we go over. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so they're still surrounded with it, which is amazing, and that's a wonderful oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they do, and they love it, and they actually, like, the soups, they love, they love the fish. They love the seafood. So even when we go to Portugal, when I take, when I go, when my kids, you know, we go as a family, we, um, they are excited. They have their favorite restaurants or they have their favorite like kiosks to go to and they can't wait to try this dessert here. That's great. Yeah, definitely. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. I know we're coming to an hour already of us talking and, and this is exactly how things go with this podcast. Things go very, uh, very fast. What's next, Nancy? What's next for you? That's a great question. Um, I would love, I, I, I think I would just love to continue uh, promoting the design and the talent. And I would love to keep showcasing in, in North America, the beauty. And I just want like everything we do, like you, both of you, like 
that's such an incredible contribution to our our story, right? The story, like the the systemic story of the Portuguese. So I just want people to feel really proud yeah. of where they are and what they're doing. And Portugal should pay us <laughs> yeah. for doing that. <laughs> yes, yes, I do agree. I do. I say yes. It is. Like, you know, I've always said, you know, I'm so proud to be a daughter of immigrants. I'm a daughter, we, daughter or son, we are always that in in the country your parents immigrated to and in Portugal, right? In Portugal, say, filha de imigrante. And yes. here, you're you know, a yes, daughter of immigrants. So that true. is my identity. Right? Yes, my, and I'm still so right. lucky. I had this conversation with someone the other day, and that was when here I was the immigrant. I am the immigrant, and yeah. um, because I did come here, and when I go there, I'm introduced as, "Oh, this is my cousin, the immigrant." Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yes. because I'm the immigrant there, and I yes. will, that's. But I, you know what? But that's that's a uh, a label that I'm very proud of. Me too. Me too. And that's what we all need to be, right? Is proud, proud to be the daughter of immigrants or the immigrant. Cause we have set, like the, to have, have Toronto in my blood, to have Canada in my blood, to have Portugal. How lucky, how lucky that we get to, we've been influenced by so much and so many wonderful, um, factors. And so for me, that's, I think, what the future, I just want that, that feeling where we talk and we collaborate and we support each other yeah. and we go forward in, you know, in strength because I've always valued for me as a kid, like I always say to my students, you know, choice is number one to have choice is really important in life, right? Cause we don't want to be stuck doing something just because that's all we can do because someone else said we could, that's right. all we could do. So choice is important and, and respect like the, my, my mom's, friends who were cleaning ladies, that is the greatest job. Like these are business women. We have to honor that. That mm-hmm. job is just equally important as needing any other job in the society. So that being proud, no matter what, what our stories are, we need to feel pride because it's, uh, they're all beautiful stories. And I think, you know, that's what I would like for the future. Toronto's very lucky to have you there. Oh, I'm very lucky to be here. Yeah. I am. And I'm, and yeah, I'm very, you know, yes. it's, it's a beautiful community. Very lucky that you opened up there and, um, and yeah. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it myself. Yay. So, uh, please, have, please come visit back. us. Yes. I have to go back. Yes, please go back. please yeah. come visit us. And I promise you Fatima and I will have some sweets ready, some Portuguese, <laughs> and some wine. <laughs> well, you so, know, funny, you're saying the women across from the bakery. Well, there was, uh, the, the last time I was there, of course, I'm in like, Bob, we've got to go, my husband, I'm like, we've got to go in Little Italy. I mean, not Little, Little Portugal. And I'm like, because of course, you'd see the little banners, and you'd see the roosters, and you go, I'm in Portugal, because you'd see the little <laughs> everywhere. So there, yes. we park in this parking spot, and the whole wall of this parking lot was a big rooster, like this huge, like design. Yes. And it's right in the side of a bakery. So we go inside in that bakery, but across the street, almost diagonal is another Portuguese bakery. So I'm like, that's right. 
I've got to go to both because I can't go to one and not go to the other. So I go That's to right. one and that was wonderful. And oh my God, just everything was fantastic. And I had coffee and something there. And then we go to the other one and I saw, and I know exactly which group of ladies they were that went over to your place because I know exactly oh. because they were all in that uh, bakery, bakery. Yes. sitting down, yes. having their coffees. And you could see yes. that they were all friends. And I went over and I sat with them. And I said, this, uh, that this looks like the place to be. And I sat with them and they're like, oh yes, we're friends. We come here every day. We have our coffee, but of uh, course, all in Portuguese, of course. And um, uh, how beautiful. I know. I know exactly which ladies they are talking about. <laughs> yes, how beautiful. How, and that's the beauty of that neighborhood of Little yeah. Portugal is, you know, you have I, at that coffee shop, you have, you know, a table of 20 year olds and the those beautiful ladies who meet every day and they yes. the importance of that community yeah. socializing. Yeah. That's their community. Uh, you guys, I, I want to be an old lady with a bunch of friends that goes for it. coffee every let's day. Let's do Me it. Too. Can I, I so want that Me when too. I'm 90. Me too. <laughs> you know what? Because we want that, Angela, we'll have that. We absolutely will. Yes, you will. Well, yeah. Yes, you will. If you move yeah. here, Maria. I'm sorry, honey. Aww. I said only if you only if you move <laughs> here or I move there. <laughs> how great. Uh, I gotta find me some Portuguese ladies yes. <laughs> in my area. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, you do. But so uh, how funny. beautiful. Well, this has been this has been awesome. Um, if you ever want to expand to California, you let me know because <laughs> I will. Uh, I will run the shop for you. Awesome. Um, we, yeah. you know, we have a lot of our online shop. We sell a lot to California. We sell a lot to a lot of places in the states, but California is is a huge. Uh, one of our huge um, markets of, yeah, so Excellent. there's a definitely a demand. I, I, I think we're going to be what? talking after we finish with this podcast. We're going to be talking offline, guys. So there you yes, go. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Business Thank opportunity, you. Uh, number 10, because like we don't have anything else <laughs> to do, right? We, we're not busy at all. Um, no, this has been, this has been great. And kudos yes, to you again. Absolutely. We're, we're so we proud of everything. We're so proud of you, Nancy. I'm so proud of you. Um, oh my goodness. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. Uh, you oh, for doing what you're doing and the commitment and the dedication and for being so welcoming and down to earth. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. I, it, well, you know, like you, this is something that we, we have fun doing and we're passionate about and love it. Just, you know, if it could only pay all the yeah. bills, that would be <laughs> better. But that's okay. <laughs> yes. well, it's all right. It's all right. Will. We're still going to do it. Keep going at it. Yeah, keep going. From Something the out, will from, come out of it. From the outset, <laughs> from the outset, Marie and I said, well, you know, even if nobody listens and it's just the two of us talking to each other, we're still going to do it because it's fun and we want to do it. So, well, thank you again, Nancy, for, for being with us and spending some time. Uh, we hope that uh, our listeners will visit your website and do a little patronage, buy, buy a dish <laughs> or linen or something. Please do. You have beautiful, beautiful stuff. And um, put a bunch to all the, the work that you've done. It's been really yes. great. So, and thanks everybody out there for listening and joining us for another episode of our Portuguese table. We hope you have enjoyed yeah. it. And if you haven't hit subscribe, well, oh, I mean, heck? after this episode, yeah, really. I don't know why you would not hit subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
so and please share with your friends and family and send us a message. Tell us what you want to hear about. We love, love, yeah. love hearing from Send us some ideas if you have any. We'd love to hear it. And and with that, até um, a próxima, querida. Até a próxima. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até, Até a próxima! próxima.